the new Blade MCU movie starring Mahershala Ali gets a new writer weeks before it's time for the movie to go into production. Also, James Gunn is uh, making headlines once again because he has yet to give an answer on what Ezra Miller's future looks like in the DC universe. And today is Monday, May 1st, 2023. And Isaac from Kaboom Comics is here to give us his previews for your pool list. I'm your host, Amir, and this is the One in 100 Podcast. All right, so back in 2019, uh, which feels like decades ago, uh, especially after COVID and everything like that hit, um, at San Diego Comic-Con, I believe, it was uh, the MCU panel, and they showed that we were going to be getting a Blade movie starring Mahershala Ali as Blade. And since then... This movie has gone through turmoil, okay? It's been up and down with different writers and directors attached to it, delays and, you know, all kinds of drama with this movie for some reason. You know, one of the first scripts came out that the movie was like 90 minutes with one fight scene. Like, it was it was crazy. Then a new writer came in, and now he's gone. Uh, another director stepped down. Just a whole lot of drama, man. And it seems like the drama is continuing. Uh, and this is continuing months a month before the movie is actually set to start production. Um, lately, they added a new writer by the name of Nick Pizza Lotto, Pizzo Lotto, I think that's how you say his name. He is uh, a screenwriter. He worked on De- uh, True Detective. He, you know, he had a lot of success with that series. Uh, Mahershala Ali actually starred in one of the seasons of True Detective. I've never watched it. I've never cared to watch it. It's just not my thing like that. Uh, maybe one day, who knows? But so now he's on board to uh, work with this movie and to get the script finished. Uh, they are scheduled to go to pre-production or a production by the end of May. Um, I believe the 23rd or something like that. They're supposed to be going into production by the end of this month. And it, it, I don't know if that's actually going to happen, man. I'll be honest with you. If this guy, uh, you know, it just joined the, the team to work on this. And apparently he's been tinkering at what Michael uh, Starberry, I believe, is his name the writer before him he's been uh this guy uh pizza pizza lotto has been tinkering in this script that he has uh worked on for a few weeks uh and he's supposed to have this thing all finished up before they're ready to go to production uh i think this is bull crap and i'll be honest with you man i'm I'm gonna be a little bit frank on this morning's episode because uh, a couple articles came out that kind of ticked me off, man. And I know this is supposed to be, you know, a nice, calm, relaxed podcast for you in the morning. But this is bullcrap, okay? I've been looking forward to this Blade movie for a long time since they announced it. And just all the the ups and downs with this movie, like with Disney cutting back, um, I, I don't even see this movie actually happening. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, 
Because it seems like it's just so much drama with getting it to film, like we're getting it just to production that I don't see how this is going to be successful and how this is going to make money for the MCU. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that want to see Blade. There's a lot of fandom for it. Um a lot of people love Mahershala Ali, but to me, honestly, it doesn't matter who you put in the role at this point with anything with the MCU or DCU. Um, the actor is just that. He's an actor. He's saying what's on the page. He's saying what's written for him or her, you know, to basically put out to the world. And if you're having trouble getting this stuff done in the writing area and keeping a director Man, I just feel like it's going to be a hard time for Mahershala Ali when it comes time to put this movie out. And I don't see it being successful. And that's just my opinion. Um, And when it does come out, if it does come out, I'm saying flop. And <laughs> I'm seeing direct to streaming. I'm, that's what I'm seeing right now. Like, I don't understand how they cannot get this together. What is the big deal? What is the problem? Uh, and eventually, I know all of those things are going to come out. You know, we're going to find out this horror story that's happening with the Blade uh, film. And this is actually the first time that we've had this much difficulty uh, or the MCU has had this much difficulty getting a film made. Um, this has nothing to do with the pandemic. This has nothing to do with uh, the editing, you know, and honestly, I wonder if it has anything to do with the writer's strike that's getting ready to happen. Maybe people are dragging their feet. I don't know, but they're looking at this guy, uh, Pete, Pete Solato as the savior for this movie. And we'll see, man, you got a few weeks to get this script done. Um, and it's going to be a rush job. And I just see a big L happening all over this movie. Um, but you know, they're still saying that, uh, this movie is scheduled to come out in 2024 in September. Um, and so if it does happen, you know, we're all going to go see it. You know, that's just what MCU fans do. We're going to go see the movies, but is it going to be good? I doubt it. I doubt it. But with that said, let's kick it over to Isaac, who is, uh, busy right now working at a convention here in South Texas. Uh, and he took some time out to just give you guys his previews for your pull list for new comic book day, May 3rd, 2023. All right. So as you can hear, uh, Isaac is not here today. Um, a lot of things happened at the convention and he was not able to get away. We had a crazy storm here in South Texas and it took power away and it, it was just a crazy situation. So uh, in order for uh, convention goers to be able to enjoy the experience, they extended um, their convention time. So, you know, he was busy and tied up with that, but we'll definitely have him in next week um, because he has some information about some books that we could be looking forward to uh in the you know 
future uh, with some some stuff with Batman and things like that. But for today, I'm just going to do my best to fill in for Isaac. Uh, I have five uh, new comics or, you know, comics that are coming out this week. And I have a trade that uh, I'm looking forward to trying to get at some point, maybe not this week, but maybe in the future. So let's get into it. The first book that I have is a story called Star Signs. Uh, the creative team on this book is Salon Ahmed and... Megan Levins and also uh, Kelly Fitzpatrick. She's also doing work on this book. Uh, this is an image comic book. And basically the constellations of the Zodiacs fall to earth, granting 12 ordinary people from very different walks of life, the superhuman powers of the star signs. But each of them is about to learn that power always comes with a price. Sounds pretty dope to myself. I really enjoy Solid Ahmed's writing. Um, he has another story out for Image called Terror War, I believe. I haven't heard too much about that, but if you, the name sounds familiar to you, uh, he did a long run on Miles Morales, uh, Spider Man. I think he did about forty-two issues over there with, with Miles Morales for Marvel, uh, and he also did two volumes of a story called Abbott. Go check check, check those out. But I'm definitely excited about this story um, because I'm a Sagittarius so I would like to know um, how powerful the Sagittarius is going to be in this story <laughs> so yeah I'm looking forward to that the, uh, the next story that's on my list uh, is Carnage Reign uh, Alpha issue one this is a one shot uh, and the creative team on this story is Alex uh, Pacanadel hopefully I'm saying that right Cody Ziegler who's writing uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man right now, and Julius uh, Ota, Ota, yes, Julius Ota, and this story is basically launching a, um, uh, a crossover event that's going on right now at Marvel. Now, just so you know, I'm not super big on crossover stories. Um, I recently, you know, I'm taking the chance with the Captain America crossover story right now, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm not sure how many books are supposed to be involved in this Spider-Man crossover, but I mean, I already get Miles Morales, so I'll, I'll be, you know, checking this out. But basically this story, um, Carnage Reigns. Uh, Alpha One, it says Cletus Cassidy is back and badder than ever with his soul trapped within the extreme be it armor created by Tony Stark's during the King in Black, which honestly, I don't remember that. I did read it. Cletus has the means to level an untold amount of chaos and well carnage on New York City and the entire Marvel Universe. But like any Tony Stark invention, the extremist coursing through Cletus's symbiotic veins needs power. And that means Cletus is hungry. Good thing Brooklyn's very own Spider-Man is there to stand in his way if he survives the encounter. That is. So, yeah, you know, it's, you know, another super crazy event where the whole Marvel Universe is, you know, it could be destroyed. So Miles has to step up and save the day. I'm sure there's going to be other characters involved in this crossover uh, that are going to come in and help Miles out. Uh, I'm interested in it only because Cody Ziegler is a part of this and he's been doing a very, very good job with the Miles Morales story. Uh, and I want to see how he handles this. Now, I wish this event was dealing with some other 
you know, villains. But hey, what can we say? Eventually, one day they will get Miles his own <laughs> his own rogues gallery. But until then, we might as well use the ones that have been kicking Spider-Man or Peter Parker's butt for the longest. Uh, the next story we got here is Batman issue 30, 135. Um and I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of on the fence with this and we'll find out once this is over. But basically what's going on is it's Batman versus Red Mask and a brutal Gotham that's never known hope. Uh, can the Dark Knight overcome the terrifying infection that Red Mask has unleashed? Only one thing is certain. He won't be able to do it alone. The conclusion to the best selling, maybe, uh, the Batman of Gotham is so big that it could only be contained in an oversized 900th anniversary issue featuring the return of fan favorite artist. Uh, Jorge Jimenez, which I love his artwork and the wild collection of guest stars full of wild revelations and new paths for Batman. Uh, this is one issue you won't want to miss. Now, this is going to be an oversized issue, uh, and the price of this book is going to be $6.99 for cover A. Uh, it's supposed to be 56 pages, you know, super epic issue, quote unquote. Uh, I'm definitely going to check it out, but like I said earlier, I'm not, you know, sure if I'm going to stick to this uh, Batman story much longer, you know, in floppies. Maybe I'll do it in trades later on, but we shall see. Uh, the next story that I have is coming from uh whatnot publishing uh and it's called astrobots this is a mini series it's only five issues uh and the creative team on this story is uh simon uh Furman, who actually wrote um transformers back in the day i think when they first got to marvel so he did stuff like for you know for transformers uh he also did a story called marvel's death heads or death's head uh for marvel so yeah he's been around for a while and the artist on this story is hector uh turn turnick so this seems like it's pretty cool, man. I'm, I'm kind of digging what, you know, whatnot right now. Uh, I really like the story that Wesley Snipes um, has been uh, putting out called uh, Exile. That's really cool. I got to read issue three. But what we got going on here is the clock is ticking for planet Earth and the race is on to find a new world capable of sustaining human life. New sophisticated machine life forms called Astrobots are dispatched to scout far-flung worlds in the hope of crafting a new home with food and raw materials running out and climate disasters as escalating the evacuation evacuation of the entire human population is the only slender hope remaining on colony world one a catastrophic power struggle forges forges a new all astrobot society and presiding over this nancit civilization is atlas an evolved mech with a future proof plan a plan that does not include humankind now i haven't read uh anything with transformers in a long time um just because it's it's hard to just jump right into a transformers comic book you know for me at least um but i know that a lot of people love those bots stories and things like that but this actually sounds really dope and it's a mini series um so you can't go wrong only five issues and it's the guy that kind of started it all as far as the comic book goes uh of transformers and if you look at the covers they kind of look 
just like Transformers. So it is what it is. But I'm, I'm actually very interested in this story, man. So my next issue that I have in the fifth and final issue, as far as the floppies go, uh, is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like crossover series. Uh, this is the fifth and final issue of volume two, uh, written by Ryan Parrott. And the art is by Dan Mora. Um, like I said, this is the final issue of the mini series. It was five issues. I'm excited for this last one because uh, issue four had a crazy reveal at the end of the story. And let's just say that it involves Zords and the Turtles and the Power Rangers are not involved. But this story is su super cool because um, the Turtles, they're getting new abilities and the Power Rangers have morphed into something totally different uh, that I would never have, have expected. So that's been really fun. Um, I'm expecting some more uh action figures to pop up on the scene eventually but yeah man definitely go pick up this final issue uh and if not you can go find the trade for sure you know when you're ready to dive into something fun like this and that's it for like the floppies that will be coming out this week uh like i said we got star signs that's gonna be 399 carnage rain alpha that's 799 batman 135 699 astro boss 399 and mighty morphin power Rangers teenage mutant ninja turtles will be 499 the last book on my list honestly is a trade paperback um in this uh spider-man life story trade paperback this has got all six issues in it it's going to be 29.99 uh chip Zdarsky is the writer mark bagley is the artist um this story came out in like i want to say 2019 um and it was a really interesting concept. Like each book uh, dealt with, I guess, a decade from where Spider-Man um, was active. So it basically goes from the beginning of his age when he became Spider-Man. And it takes you on a journey for uh, his like. 57 years or whatever amount of years that he's been active as a superhero and it takes you all the way to like him being 72 years old and and having to deal with uh his final like battle as spider-man so i always wanted to read this but when i found out about it it was like three issues in uh, and too late for me to you know to try and go hunt it and everything i was still in jersey when this was out uh and i feel like there was a trade that came out for it um but i haven't seen it so knowing that this is coming back out i'm definitely going to try and get this book at least put it in my pool box so i can go pick it up uh in a couple weeks you know you know see what i can do but that'll do it for those uh books and trades that are coming out but some honorable mention stuff uh you got edge of spider verse uh volume three issue one coming out this week uh Groot volume two issue one apparently Marvel is supposed to be in this story so you know if you like the old Captain Marvel the original one uh Marvel will be in this story uh there's also a story called Dawn of DC we are legends uh special event and that's a free book and it's kind of like a preview uh for some of the uh characters that are going to be featured in DC uh in the next you know uh couple of months or so it's supposed to be each story is like six issues uh mini series and 
it's actually dealing with Asian American Pacific Islanders are like the main characters in all this. And the three stories uh, we got Spirit World, The Vigil and City Boy. Uh, and they were all kind of introduced in the DC universe's uh, Lazarus. Um, what was it called? Lazarus Planet. Uh, I never read any of those things. So these characters would be completely new. But if you can get your hands on this free uh, book, maybe it's coming out on free comic book day. I mean, it's supposed to be coming out this this Tuesday. So we'll, you know, if you can get your hands on it, go get it. But also remember, Free Comic Book Day is this Saturday. So if you're in uh, the McAllen area, stop by Kaboom Comics and go, you know, check them out and go see if you can get some free comics. I don't know what's out. Um, I never really know that much ahead of time. So I'm just going to be surprised this Free Comic Book Day. But that'll do it. We're going to kick it over to myself for the last segment. Hopefully, I did Isaac uh, some justice and made him proud doing his segment for him today he'll be back next monday so yeah let's kick it over to uh myself for the last segment so as i stated at the top of the show uh this is going to be a little bit of an angry episode (laughs) today because I mean, I, I really want to see the Blade movie. I really want that to get done, and it just doesn't seem like it's going to be a successful movie. But we'll see. Uh, the other news that you know has occurred is some stuff with James Gunn, and you guys know, uh, in recent times since he took over as the DCU CEO with uh, Peter Sanfran, I have been a fan. I've been a fan of how he's been moving on social media. I love that he's connecting with the fans. This is something that Kevin Foggy, I've never seen him do. Um, you know, James Gunn has been open and honest uh, with us for the most part, letting us know what's to come and, you know, that everything is on the table. Cool. But, uh, as he was promoting and doing the, um, the premiering of guardians of the galaxy volume three, uh, you know, he was on the, the purple carpet and people were asking him questions and, uh, somebody from, AP Entertainment uh, stopped him and asked him a question. You can actually go see this on their Twitter page. Uh, That's AP Entertainment. They asked him about the future uh, of Ezra Miller as it comes to to Flash. You know, he is this CEO. um, And these are things that he can make calls on easily, you know, with him and Peter Sanfran. And they asked him. Very simple and plain. You know, they just said plans for Ezra Miller in the future in the, in the DCU. And James Gunn said, we're just going to have to wait and see, you know. I mean, we'll see how things go. So, you know. Uh, no, sir, we don't know. We don't know. Um, as you guys know, I am not going to go see the Flash movie. And I'm standing by that. I'm not going to see this movie. Uh, it's a shame because I really wanted to see Michael Keaton. And if you go back and listen to episodes like way, way back when the show was called Paperbacks and Soundtracks, um, I was not a fan of Ezra Miller as The Flash back then. Um, and this is before all the allegations and everything. I just thought he was a corny Flash. I just thought he was a corny Barry Allen. I hated the way he runs and everything. Like, it just looks stupid. And now, you know, all these allegations come out and video footage of him choking a woman and 
whether he was joking or who cares, like you put your hands around a woman's neck and somebody's recording it and then they have to stop and, you know, bro, 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 like chill out, chill out, you know? So it's like, okay, that is something that you should have went to jail for right away. And it doesn't seem like those things are happening. And then, you know, it's being slow walked in the court of law, you know, like he hasn't had the answer to anything that he's done so far. And for you to be the CEO of D of the DCU or DC universe um, and saying, we'll see. Um, no, 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 no. I, I don't agree with that at all. Uh, I feel like he should have been out already. Now, um, it sounds like you guys are waiting to see how successful this movie is going to be. Um, I know a lot of people are hyping this movie up. And saying that, you know, it might not be the greatest superhero movie, like all these celebrities and people that work at DCU saying this is the greatest movie ever made. It may not be the greatest movie ever made, but it's damn good. And uh, the way the director and the writers and everything did everything, it's a beautiful movie uh, and it, the hype is real type of thing. So more people are trying to sell these tickets uh, for this movie. And I mean, hey, it's your prerogative. You do what you want to do. I disagree with it totally. I don't think anybody should be promoting this movie. Just let, let's just see what happens. Don't try to skew the audience. And it seems like they're doing that. And for James Gunn to say, we'll see what happens. Um, it just means that to me, it just means that they want to see how much money this is going to bring in. Um, and we could possibly see, uh, Ezra Miller back. All right. Now, that also means that it could be that maybe in this, you know, uh, flashpoint movie that maybe a new Barry Allen pops up in this movie and he's, you know, somebody replaces him by the end of this movie. Cool. Um, and he just doesn't want to spoil it. That could be something that happens, but, um, I'm not sure about that. I just don't like the way that everyone is tiptoeing around this topic uh, over there at DCU, like Ezra Miller doesn't owe you anything and you don't owe him anything at all. And I just feel like you guys are being way too nice and I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but we will keep an eye open for, you know, what's to come with the future of Ezra Miller and will he be working for the DCU going forward? Um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. But with that said, that'll do it for today's episode of the one in 100 podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode or this Monday's episode. If you are new to the podcast, please hit that subscribe button and share it with your friends. Um, so we can continue to build this universe. Uh, also, if you would like to support the show, because this is an independently funded podcast, you can do so by going in the description of the show and hitting the support us link. Uh, basically, it's a link to an app called Buy Me Coffee. You can donate from $5 or $25. Leave a comment on there. Let us know what you think about the show. Uh, that way we can connect with you guys as well and uh, get your input on what you think about the show and the topics that we've been covering. But other than that, man, just hit that subscribe button, share with your friends, and let's keep building this universe 
Universe. Uh, and tune in on Wednesday. JT will be here with his new comic book uh, reviews for New Comic Book Day. And I'll be back, you know, and hopefully it'll be more of a lighthearted show. <laughs> I was a little bit upset with this one, but, you know, this is how it goes, man. We're reporting the news. So with that said, I'm your host, Amir, and this is the One in 100 Podcast.